Sherlock Holmes, starring Basil Rathbone and Michael Bruce. The makers of bromo quinine cold tablets bring you another adventure of Sherlock Holmes with Basil Rathbone and Sherlock Holmes at Michael Bruce with Dr. Watson. Friends, when you're the victim of a cold, remember this. Bromo quinine cold tablets are made exclusively to help relieve the usual distress of cold. They're not a cure-all. They're made for one purpose and one purpose only. To help relieve the common miseries of a cold. The aches, the pain, the fever, and nasal stuffing. That's why they do such an effective job. Give yourself the advantages of specialized medication. When a cold attacks, take bromoquinine cold tablets as directed and only as directed. Now, here we are again in our habitual armchair in front of Dr. Watson's fireplace, waiting for the good doctor to uh, put down the evening paper. Oh, I beg your pardon, Mr. Manning. I didn't see you come in. I was reading about your latest American gang shooting. Yes, crime seems to be riding high, wide, and handsome in most of our big cities, I'm afraid. What a pity we haven't got Mr. Sherlock Holmes on the job. This is just what I was thinking. But on the other hand, these gangs of racketeers have sprung up to see with Dyer. Perhaps he wouldn't know how to handle it. Rubbish. I can remember just one case we handled back in 94. It was concerned with Giorgiano, the worst gang leader New York ever had. He didn't call it racketeering in those days, but it amounted to the same thing. Kidnapping, blackmailing, bombing, terrorizing innocent people. By during the course of that particular case, Giorgiano had one man taken for a ride, as you would you call it, sir. That sounds interesting. Why don't you tell us about it? Well, it's a bad story. Let me see. In in the year 1894, Holmes and I were sitting in our rooms in Vegas. Well, I thought you said this story was about the head of a New York gang. Yes, so I did, Mr. Manning. So I did, just to interrupt. Even famous gangsters have been known to travel about from time to time. Well, as I was saying, Holmes and I were sitting in our rooms in Baker Street, and our housekeeper, Mrs. Hudson, must have been a friend of her. A landlady who kept lodgings in Great Ormond Street. Holmes invited her to sit down. The poor woman was obviously harassed and kept plucking away at the, at the fringe of her cape. Mrs. Hudson tells me that she's been having some difficulty with the lodger, Mrs. Uh, uh, Warren, Warren, that's oh, many no, Mr. Holmes, you shouldn't call it difficulty I'm having. And it was a lot that was easier to do for. It's just that I don't see him from one week's end to the other. Oh, come now. That's nothing to be uneasy about. My best wish is one on If I be your lodger, there would be many occasions when you wouldn't see me for weeks at a time. I work a good deal at night, you know, and do my sleeping by day. Oh, yeah, no doubt, Mr. Holmes. This is different. He never goes out, not even at night. I've waited up to find out. I never see his face, not even when he pays his bill. Not the sign of him ever seen for the last three weeks. And how do you know he's still there? Like he's trying to get away from something. Oh, it's frightened me, Mr. Owen, but I'll sleep for frightened. Mm. When did this lodger first come to you? Three weeks back, it was. Yes, the terms are nice, if you still have week. If he does a fine sitting room and bedroom all complete night at the top of the house. Yes, yes, indeed. Go on. Well, Mr. Holmes, he says to me, I'll pay five pounds a week if I can have it on my own terms. He took a ten-pound note out of his pocket then, and then he did it to me. Two weeks at a time. Then he says he should be left entirely to himself and never for any excuse for we to disturb him. So he took the rooms and hasn't been out since. Oh, yes, he is, sir. What? But I thought you said that he... Just what it was, sir, that first night. He went out and returned very late. He was all in bed, but I heard him walking up the stairs. And his door shut and laughed. Oh, he kissed it locked. And I ain't seen him since. But his meals. 
How did he get his meal? Well, when he rings, I take a tray up and leave it on the chair outside his door. Then when he rings again, up I go and take the tray away empty. If he's wanting anything else, he writes it on the slip of paper and leaves it on the tray. I see. Have you brought any of those slips of paper with you? Yes. Yes, Mr. Holmes. There's just been three. Good. Here they are. Uh-huh. When today? Oh. Most interesting. Written with a broad, pointed, violet tip of pencil and printed. Well, what do they say, Holmes? The messages are quite iconic, my dear Watson. So... David Gazette and Matt. They open up a very pleasing field of intelligent speculation. Suggestive, Watson. Very suggestive. The gentleman is anything very unusual about those papers? No. That's printed. The gentleman doesn't wish Mrs. Warren to obtain a sample of his handwriting. And here, look, look. On this slip, our piece of soap, a corner has been torn away. There is evidence it's a mark, perhaps a substance. Might give a clue to the man's identity. Furthermore, the person is undoubtedly a foreigner. Oh, how do you deduce that? Well, he writes match, not matches. You must look the word up in the dictionary, which gave only the singular, of course. Now, Mrs. Warren, what's your lodger look like when you came to take the room? Uh, young as he was, Mr. Holmes, not over 30. Middle size, dark, and he had a beard. Spoke English? Yes, sir, he spoke English well enough, but with an accent, he was a father. Uh -huh. What did I tell you, Watson? What did I tell you? Did he give his name? No, sir. He had any letters or callers? No, sir. Where did he retire when you or the girl go in to do his in the morning? We don't go in, sir. Just for himself. Oh, I see. Yes, interesting. And uh, you say nothing has come out of that room? Absolutely nothing? Just two burnt matches and a cigarette end. They were on the tray this morning. You brought them with you? Oh, that I did, sir. Mrs. Hudson told me how you said nothing was too small to take notice yes, of. Mrs. Hudson was right. Yes, sir. Here you be. These matches were used to light cigarettes. <laughs> How can you tell what the matches were used for? Quite obvious, my dear. Wasn't quite obvious. The shortness of the burnt end. At least half a match is consumed in lighting a pipe or a cigar. Hello, hello. Well, well, well. This cigarette is certainly remarkable. Yes, this is Warren. The gentleman who is now living in your rooms is not the gentleman who engaged them. No, no, Holmes. You can't tell us that. You can reduce that from the cigarette. Elementary, my dear Watson. Elementary. That is the size of the thing. I believe you said the first gentleman had a beard, Mrs. Wallace. Yes, sir. A black beard it was, and a flowing moustache. Yes, yes. Now, take the cigarette. Yes. Only a clean-shaven man could have smoked down this bar. Why, Watson, even that bristle you call a moustache, moustache would have been finished. Yes, that's not very funny. Perhaps he used a holder. Impossible, my dear fellow. Notice the way that it's matted at the end. No, no. It's um, a different person entirely. How could he have got in? Well, he went out the first night, Mrs. Warren tells us. Oh, but did the same man return? I think not. I think it was the second chap who came back. The one for whom the first man took the room. Perhaps they both returned. Possibly, Mr. There are two men in those rooms. Excellent, my dear Watson. Excellent. You're coming along. <laughs> now, tell me, Mrs. Warren. Uh, how much does the fellow eat? Would it be enough to Oh, no, sir. He eats so little. I often wonder if he can keep life in one. Well, that's settled that. Oh? Well, Mrs. Warren, there seems to be nothing more to be done for the moment. I hardly think the situation is dangerous, at least not for the present. Right. But keep us informed of any further developments. Oh, thank you, Mr. Holmes. I, I believe you in my mind already. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Not at all. Good day, gentlemen. Oh, good day. Good day, Mrs. Warren. Look here, Holmes. You're not going to go fucking about in this affair. The man is probably just a harmless extension of some sort. You never know, Watson. You never know. Whoever he is, he's living in terror. Knowledge, Watson, is my great hobby. Pursuit of knowledge, of course. 
curiosity, that's what it is. Plain, unadulterated curiosity. Oh, possibly, Watson, possibly. Education, pursuit of knowledge, curiosity. Perhaps they all amount to the same thing. Yes, where are you going to look for your education in this case, if I may ask? In the Daily Gazette, my dear fellow, in the Daily Gazette. A newspaper is often a very storehouse of knowledge. Ah, 
That's about nine out of every ten druggists recommend bromoquinine cold tablets as an effective aid in the relief of the usual cold symptoms. And in addition, the majority of these druggists said that bromoquinine cold tablets were their largest selling tablets made exclusively for the common distress of cold. Friends, when you have the usual symptoms of a cold, let the preparation your druggist probably recommends. Time-proven bromoquinine cold tablets can take only as directed. Bromo, B-R-O-M-O. Quinine, Q-U-I-N-I-N-E. Bromoquinine cold tablets. Well, I'm dashed. What is it, Holmes? What's happened? 
Yes, could be one. That's my only excitement. Who opened the door? Remember, I deduced the substitution of lodgers, Watson. Yes? What I did not foresee was that we should find a woman, no ordinary woman, Watson. No, no, of course not. Dark, young, handsome, with a face set with terror. Terror? Do you think she saw us? I think she suspected our presence. Well, what, what do we do now? We'll put on our shoes. They're going to spend the next few minutes on the front doorstep. Why? You remember the message said that you would communicate with the lady at dusk today? You keep an eye on the window opposite. Yes, but just two. Almost dark now. Come along. Holmes, we've been here for half an hour. My fingers are practically now. Perhaps our friend has seen us and been scared off. Well, it's always too dark. It's more likely that something has happened to prevent us coming. Hold on. Light over there now. Yes, I can see a shadow. Look, look, there he is. Pale face. He's got a candle. Peering across. Once they're sure she's there. Have his little flash. A single flash? Today. Take the message, Willie Watson. So we can check up on each other. Oh, I will. Ask a lady from across the street. You should be here in a moment. 
I signaled her to come. Here she is. What is it? I have a comb. Ah! Oh, what is it? What have you done with me? You must prepare yourself for a nasty shock, madam. My husband, what has happened? What are you hiding from me? Who is that on the floor? Oh, I beg of you not to... Oh, let me say, let me see. Use only as directed, and be sure to get the real thing. 
Look for the letters LBQ on the tablet. And always ask for them by name. Bromo. B-R-O-M-O. Quinine. Q-U-I-N-I-N-E. Bromo Quinine Cold Tablet. Now, Dr. Watson, what about next week? Well, next week, I think I'll tell you an adventure that took me on a wild goose chase halfway across the continent of Europe. A case which Holmes solved by opening a coffin. You have been listening to a Sherlock Holmes adventure adapted from Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's story, The Adventure of the Red Circle, with Basil Rathbone as Sherlock Holmes and Michael Bruce as Dr. Watson. Dramatization was by Edith Miser. Musical interludes composed and conducted by Luke Osler. This program is presented from Hollywood each week at this time by the makers of Romo Quinine Soul Tablets. Prompt release for cold distress. This is not managed. Christmas seals are the stamps that help fight tuberculosis. Your contribution to the health and strength of our nation. Buy your Christmas seals today. This is the Red Network of the National Broadcasting Company. <laughs> 